Welcome friends and colleagues. We're starting again after a missing week. Well, life interrupted, the Passover holidays came in, and I was simply unable to deliver one podcast a week. Please forgive me for that. Now, what I'd like to do is finish and complete the discussion we had two weeks ago about the when the day starts. In order to do that, I'd like to briefly discuss what we spoke about last time. For more details, citations, and a consideration of various factors, <coughs> please listen to that podcast. But today we will focus in, drill in, and conclude. So the problem that we began with last time is that there seems to be eight days of creation. How is that? It says, and there was evening, and there was morning. Evening means that the sun is setting. So on the first day, and there was evening means the sun set, which means there was some kind of a day prior to the first day. That doesn't seem to be correct, because we know there are seven days. Also, the first day it says, and there was Evening and there was morning, day one. Day one can only be a, a day that doesn't have a day preceding it, because otherwise it should have said first day, just like it said about the second day, and, and it was third day. Uh, by saying that day one, it means that there was no day before. There was not a fraction of the day before. Although saying that the sun briefly rose and set again to create an evening, is uh, suggested by some commentators. It uh, seems to be negated by the use of the word one, and that was all brought up in the discussions around this topic among the commentators of the Middle Ages. The other thing, and a very basic question, is why do we have a whole retelling of creation? Uh, it would have been sufficient as the first Rashi uh, in, in, in his commentary, the very first one says that the, if, if Torah is a book of law, it should have been sufficient to start with this month is for you, first month in, in the book of Exodus. But there is something else that the Torah communicates uh, through telling stories, through presenting history, through presenting a narrative as our uh, methodology has been that it is presenting a set of philosophical ideas which it wants us to buy into through the use, very clever use of narrative, storytelling, and uh, organization. So there is some meaning and some purpose to the stepwise presentation of creation of day by day. The other thing I'd like to focus this time is the change in the presentation of the sixth day. By every day it says Yom 1, day 1, day 2, day, I'm sorry, day 1, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, and then it says the sixth day. 
You'll see this in uh, the beginning of chapter 2, where it says that uh, Yom Hashishi, the sixth day. Now, what is it about the sixth day that makes it different? It's not really even a completion, because immediately in the beginning of chapter 2 starts the Sabbath. It tells us about uh, God resting on, on the Shabbos. And um, that is the seventh day. That's when Vaychula Shemaim and the earth and ha- the heaven and earth were completed. So it says. All right. So something is about the sixth day, and we'll try to explain that. We also discussed last week uh, the views of the commentators Ibn Ezra and the Rashbam, the controversy regarding the supposed. Uh, censorship of Rajbam's comments that seem to indicate that uh, the day starts in the morning. Uh, we've discussed it, we've shown through recent discoveries, manuscripts and reconstruction, and a reconstruction that uh, whereas Rajbam does hold that in creation the day started in the morning, his comments on the Sabbath are very clear that the Sabbath starts in the evening. Uh, we can uh, offer various explanations, uh, which I will briefly mention. I also discussed the Ibn Ezra, who was so incensed by the view that the Sabbath starts in the morning, not uh, like Jews have done from time immemorial, that he wrote a special letter called the Epistle of the Sabbath, uh, which uh, I will read a passage from, uh, uh, it suffices to say that there is really no disagreement between Ibn Ezra and the Rashbam on the topic of when the Sabbath begins. It does begin in the evening. It's clear from the commentaries there is no controversy and the whole thing is a big ado about nothing. There is no one who thinks that the Sabbath begins in the morning. There were fringe groups, of course, that we know historically that did that, um, but certainly not the inheritance of the entire people, not the tradition. <clears throat> but there is a passage in Ibn Ezra in this epistle of the Sabbath, which I'd like now to explain. He writes like this in the introduction. For all of Israel, both the Pharisees and the Sadducees, Sadducees, he means by the Scarites, uh, that was the group uh, extant in his day, know that the only reason for writing the portion of creation relating God's actions each day is so that adherents of the Torah will know how to observe the Sabbath. They should rest, as revere God rested, counting the days of the week. So here's the kernel. So what does he say? Let's just parse it. First of all, he says that the whole presentation of the first chapter uh, in stages of seven days is in order to focus on the Sabbath. And he says that they should rest as God rested. So that description that tells us that uh, the Sabbath begins in the evening. So let's take a, a step back. We also discussed that, in fact, uh, there seem to be two parallel systems of counting times. There's the sacrificial system where the day begins in the morning. 
And then, uh, let's say, those sacrifices that are only valid for day and night would begin in the morning, would be still valid to burn and to eat the eaten portions of the sacrifice uh, till the morning, and then it would become invalid. Whatever is left over would have to be burned the next day. Uh, ditto for sacrifices that go for two, day, two nights and a day in between them. Um, it all starts in the morning. Two days and two nights. Okay. At the same time, there are many passages that indicate that they start at night, and we discussed that as well. So there are two parallel systems. There is the sacrificial system, or let's broaden it a bit, religious system, where the day starts uh, at night, and there is the secular system and the sacrificial system uh, where the day starts in the morning. So again, this is very important. There is one system applying to sacrifices where the day starts in the, mo- in the morning. Uh, and the same is true, by the way, of many laws of uh, purity and impurity. And there is another one which starts in the evening, uh, as many, many verses indicate. We discussed that and I gave a reference last week. Now, parallel to that, we also have in the Hebrew Bible uh, the year system. The year system also has two parallel systems. Uh, there is the counting of the month, where it says the first month will be for you, the first of the month, in what we call Parshas Bo, uh, in the book of Exodus. And there is the year counted by returning of the year. As it says by the Haldeh of Sukkot, Kufas Hashana, the returning of the year is in the seventh month. So, in fact, now when we talk about the Jewish year, we say that it starts in the fall with Rosh Hashana, beginning of the year. And um, when we count the months in the Hebrew calendar, we count it from Passover. So it starts in the spring. Of course, the year started in the spring in many parts of the ancient world. It did in Rome. Uh, until they added uh, July and August, August for Julius Caesar and uh, the Emperor Augustus. Uh, and uh, in general, spring is the time things begin, plants come out, we have uh, rejuvenation of the world, and in the ancient world they tended to start it in the spring. So again, there is a secular holiday relating to the order of nature, um, so there's a secular order of times relating to the renewal of the world in the spring based on nature. And there is a religious one starting in the fall. Let's take a step back and just think about this. Why, why uh, would we need two different types? Uh, so uh, I would say it's because uh, human existence is in its uh, nature uh, bi- bifurcated. Uh, we have uh, activities which are religious and spiritual. We have activities which are physical. One important uh, direction of Judaism in general is sanctifying the physical, uh, bringing the physical actions under the rubric of religious. You do that through the law, which applies to all of life, and you do that through spiritualization of everyday activities. Nevertheless, There is no man who does not engage in some activities which are purely physical. 
and which he or she does not yet see as spiritual. So you have two systems. This third system is the system we now use uh, in the Western world, where the day starts at midnight. And uh, that is very simple. You know, as, peop- as we got electricity, as we got people staying up later at night, it became inconvenient to begin the day uh, with nightfall. By 12 p.m., midnight, uh, actually you don't say 12 p.m., just say 12 midnight, uh, strictly speaking. So by 12 midnight, uh, pretty much everybody is asleep, and it's just very convenient to begin your day at that time. So how would this relate to the uh, Sabbath? If we take a step back and see what religion actually means in daily experience, In the world of agriculture, farmers and shepherds, the day must begin in the evening. And this is the background for the entire understanding that we need to develop. Nothing happens in isolation. It's not just a religious idea. Uh, Look at the way people live. So you come back after toiling in the field, or you come back with your animals, as we know from other places in the Bible, you came back still when the sun was somewhat high in the sky, you had to feed them, you had to wash them, uh, give them to drink, and have them go into their corrals. So you come back towards dusk, and uh, that is the time to begin a new holiday. You have time to uh, take, take a bath, change your clothing, and you're ready to sanctify the coming day. This is brought out in the beginning of chapter 2 of Genesis, where it's fairly clear that God rested on the seventh day. Or how do you rest on the seventh day? Because all your work is done on the sixth. So this is the day in which you cease work. Yom HaShishi, this sixth day. This sixth day. It's different from other days because um, this is the day when you stop uh, the Samaritan Bible has God stopping work on the sixth day, which makes some sense in, in uh, human experience, because that's when you stop the work. Of course, that was dealt with in many ways. The simplest, as Rashi brings, is that God is able to stop right at the moment of the Sabbath entering, which humans cannot do, so the humans have to give a little extra time just to make sure they have to start Sabbath at least a few minutes before it's clearly sunset uh, or or the fall of darkness. Okay, so just to briefly review, it should not be surprising that there are parallel systems of time counting. Uh, there are systems within the Bible where you count from the morning, uh, and there are systems where the day begins in the evening. The entire story of Genesis, as Ebenezer says, is to teach us uh, this uh, fact and to tell us that the Sabbath starts when work stops on the sixth day, Yom Hashishi. That's why the sixth day is described with the definite article, the sixth day, unlike other days in the sequence. There are many other, of course, moral lessons uh, about uh, stepwise progression, about how uh, we should live, how uh, God created the world uh, to remove the cause and effect, 
uh, so that you get to the effect from a cause by a series of intermediate causes or steps, or there are many other lessons. But the main purpose of the story is to get us into Sabbath. It's to understand that Shabbos, Shabbat starts when we cease work while it's still day. So to summarize, we now conclude the topic of when the day starts. We talked about uh, an uh, unusual presentation, stepwise presentation of the creation. We talked about the change in phraseology and that the fifth day is called the sixth, the sixth day. The sixth day is called the sixth day. We talked about the non-controversy of uh, what the Rajbam says and the Ibn Ezra's putative response to that. We negated that theory. And we quoted from Ibn Ezra's introduction to the epistle of the Sabbath, where he uh, essentially in one or two sentences uh, says what uh, I just presented to you, which we simply unpacked. And we talked about parallel, double, uh, calendrical system in the, in the Hebrew Bible, as well as uh, the system of day and night. Well, thank you, colleagues, for listening, and may you be only blessed. <laughs>